welcome to the Investment Turnaround. In this podcast series, Dr. Mariana Bosazan interviews world-renowned investors, scientists, and other personalities who share their solutions toward the sustainable transformation of our financial systems. Our guest today is fellow member in the Club of Rome and current member of its executive committee, Carlos Alvarez Pereira. He's founder and president of the Inexis Foundation and Research Institute in Madrid and Brussels, CEO of Telenium in Spain, CEO of Dixelia in Switzerland, and chairman of the board of CXP Group in France and Germany. Carlos is dedicated to promoting research on socio-technical paradigm shifts towards sustainability, as well as applications of complexity theory to the domains of transport, energy, and health. He has also been a lecturer and researcher in applied mathematics at the Polytechnic University of Madrid. Welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you to you, Mariana. So, but I just give you some comfort. I um, I promise I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. Good. Makes me feel much better. <laughs> I do. I do. So, so what? What happened in your life that um, made you to become such a force for good in the world? How did you arrive at this path? Uh, well, it's, to be to be honest, it's a bit overwhelming for me to be considered as a as a force for good in the world. So I think that part of what happened in my life is that I learned from my uh, from my parents a lot of humility, you know. So, but. Um, my my path is the result, I would say, of a number of of different um, um, attitudes or uh, different characteristics uh, developed over time. Not everything was there, uh, I would say, since the very beginning. Although a lot, a lot for sure came from my parents and the education I received, and I would say. Uh, curiosity is one of them, one of those characteristics uh, that was there probably from the beginning through the education I received, through the heritage I received. So a lot of curiosity for how the world works and how things are and, and why they are the way they are. And also why they, are, they aren't in different ways, because uh, it's also about that. Um, I would say I received also consciousness, um, consciousness in terms of the many things that we have to improve so, so we don't have to stop by the point where we are in history and we don't even have to take this as the only possible uh, universe, you know, in the sense that we used to think that what we have in the present is it was the only possible present. Well, no, there could have been many different things uh, in the world, and there could be many different uh, futures uh, in, 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 in the world, and some better than others. So it was also about that kind of consciousness. And I would say the most uh, innovating Characteristic, maybe because I didn't have that in my heritage. There was no no background of that in my family. Uh, is the characteristics of entrepreneurship? I mean, um, so what happened? Probably not. It wasn't a, 
a single moment, an event, you know, um, defining moment. It was more uh, processes evolving over time combined with curiosity, consciousness, and entrepreneurship, which was, I would say, uh, more of my own. But I started that uh, quite long ago, and and not at that moment uh, uh, inspired by sustainable development uh, or anything that, like that. This came later. Uh, it was more inspired by the, the desire to be to try different things, to to try to change my environment in particular professional environment by trying different things from those I were I was doing uh, in particular at that time when I first uh, moved to the digital tech uh, industry before that I was uh, I was a, a lecturer at the university so the very different uh, very different environment so I would say this is the combination of these three curiosity consciousness and and entrepreneurship which of course require a lot of courage <laughs> being one myself i know <laughs> yeah 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 well but i mean maybe you know uh, it's not like uh, uh, i don't know i jumped into it you know without so maybe it's courage or maybe it's uh, blindness i don't know yeah, and 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 you are right because many people around me at that time were were saying I was I was in the at the university so so one option for me and that that could uh, that could be if I had to say a defining moment that was the moment where I decided that I didn't want to keep by the usual uh, university career you know uh, and I could have done that I could have I could have become uh, an associate professor and then a professor, etc., and my life would have been solved in a way. But uh, but I I didn't want that, uh, and that was I did have that I did have that clear in my guts at the moment. You know, it was not even a, of course it was rational. I mean conscious, but 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 I did have that in my guts. I didn't want to continue that that track. And I wanted to test something else, um, and for that I ultimately became an entrepreneur. But I don't know if it is uh, courage or, or, or blindness <laughs> to to the to the dangers, you know, or to, or or simply the conviction that uh, I was so much convinced that what about what I was doing that uh, that I I, I uh, either I didn't see the risks or I simply didn't take them as the main factor. Yeah, which is what every single entrepreneur will tell you. <laughs> it's just like, it. you just open up and do it and because you follow your heart and see what happens. And, uh, you know, if you, the universe, you know, challenges you, you get up, clean your clothes and start all over again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, of course, brings me to the next question. You are very critical of exponential tech and question, for example, the Moore's Law that we all know uh, was named after the founder of, uh, you know, uh, Gordon Moore, Yep. Uh, which uh, states that technical progress in miniaturization makes possible to double the density of transistors in an integrated circuit every 18 months or 20 months or so. 
hence facilitating a fast increase in the computing power of microprocessors. And another law, quote unquote, that you question is the Metcalfe's uh, law, which states that the value of a network is proportional to the square of the number of connected users and the implications thereof. So with respect to the technological singularity uh, promoted by Kurzweil and Diamandis in the Valley, can, can you take our audience through the top tenets of your message as to why, why are you critical and what do you think we should be looking at? A very good question. I think, I mean, uh, my... My criticism is not complete. I mean, there are aspects on which I I agree, uh, but but one of them is about what we are looking at. What are the purposes we are addressing? You know, when we if we if we take the if I put myself in the shoes of the of this singularity perspective, and. Um, uh, so one is, and I will develop that. But uh, one is this. Uh, let's take care about what are we doing this for. A second point is a bit of um, educated uh, scepticism, I would say, about uh, what it means, what means exponentiality. And the third uh, is about um, even with exponentiality, uh, what about the the applications? Are we are we really changing the world by using this capacity of technology, this exponential capacity of technology? You know? So, so I think that uh, so starting with this uh, scepticism on exponentiality. So I'm not I'm not uh, criticizing. Uh, uh, Moore's law and Metcalf's law, uh, which, by the way, are not laws in the sense of, of Newton. You know, I mean, this is not exactly the same kind of. It's more uh, empirical, empirical observations. And, which, of course, uh, Newton's law has also been challenged by Einstein. So, <laughs> yeah, the law yeah, there is well, long there is, until they somebody challenges well them. Yeah, very well put. And 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 one, yes, exactly one. Criterion for science is that uh, you have to admit that whatever you, your discovery, your achievement, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, can be challenged because it may be, it may be true, and this is very much the case. It may be true in a certain context, you know. So, so Newton's law is is true for a lot of proposals, and in a in a, but in a specific context. And, and Einstein didn't cancel Newton's law. He just said and, and, and showed that uh, there are other contexts where this is no longer applicable. So uh, in the context of exponential technologies, uh, we have no guarantee that because uh, in nature you have so many exponential processes. But in the end, uh, those exponential processes finish in a in a logistics curve so the growth is exponential for a certain period of time until it gets it gets to a plateau and uh, normally in nature you have this phenomena uh, around the consumption of resources so you have a, a process and and naturally processes grow exponentially 
while they have resources to consume and then at a certain moment they try the the, the speed of growth is is slowing and and the plateau is is reached uh, that can happen. Also, we have no guarantee, and I know that this this has been a controversy around the around the Moore's law for some time, and now everybody's talking about quantum quantum computing, and that uh, will delay again the limits, etc. But I think we cannot take for granted that exponentiality will will last forever. Uh, because we live in a material world, not in an immaterial world, and uh, and there are physical physical limits and physical restraints. So that's one point on the of my uh, not denial of of exponential technologies, but let's put this to this bit of educated scepticism of until when will we have that? The second point is that. The way we are using this exponentiality is not to increase exponentially the functions that we get from technology. I mean, if you look at what you get nowadays from a computer compared to what you got, uh, I mean, 10 years ago or 20 years ago, I mean, it's much more for sure. Uh, but the the not only the capacity of the computer has grown exponentially, also the amount of software and the complexity of the software we are using are, has uh, grown exponentially. So the functionalities, for sure, you get new functionalities. But in terms of the usage we make of the computers or digital technologies in general, uh, the growth it would be much more linear than than exponential, or even in some cases below linear. We are not exploiting by far all that exponential growth in capacity. You know, of course, because we are uh, linear thinkers, we don't have the ability to do that. But that does not mean that the underlying technology grows exponentially, or has exponential capacity, or is exponential. Yeah. So, um, and and because because the the driver of the of the industry is that we don't exploit fully the capacities, um, because this is this is programmed, you know. To uh, I mean, the 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 mobile, which is nowadays nowadays the core of digital technologies, is around uh, mobile phones, smartphones. And that, by the way, that's a big difference compared to, to 10, 15, or 20 years ago, where the core were computers. Uh, but the, if you look at this core of smartphones, it's an industry which is producing 1.5 billion mobile phones per year. And uh, do we fully exploit those capacities, in particular for, and that will be the, that will be the third point, in particular to increase uh, our uh, sustainability, uh, the perspective of living sustainably in in balance with the biosphere? No, we are not doing that. You know, we are using the phones for maybe one year and a half, two years, maybe three years, and then we change again the phone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we are consuming. A huge amount of resources in every in replacing uh, 
every two three years the 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 smartphones uh, which cost a lot in terms of energy of in terms of uh, materials rare earth uh, elements etc etc and also in terms of of waste because we we recycle very little of those you know and at the same time so from the purely pure industrial point of view this is extremely far from circular, from from a circular concept, a concept of circular economy. And from the point of view of applications, we are only using a very small part of this for uh, sustainable development, you know. So that would be my third and and I think most important aspect is that, I mean, technologies are great, (laughs) nothing against them. But what if we were asking uh, better questions to technology uh, and to at the, at the stage of design of new of new tech you know uh, what if we were asking the question of how do we reconciling uh, in my view reconciling ourselves with the biosphere is basically how do we match um, high well-being with low ecological footprint high levels of well-being with uh, low levels of ecological footprints that's a very good question, which we are not addressing uh, directly uh, with with technology. So, if we put that question on the design table, you know, at the at the, at the earliest uh, stages of design of new technologies, I think we would get very different answers from what we are getting now. So, in a way, what what I see is that the the potential of technology is wasted. Uh, for something else than than sustainability. Like what is wasted? Well, it's waste is wasted in consumerism, you know, in uh, in 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 delivering uh, mobile phones, tablets, uh, whatever, and and by doing that, in increasing in increasing uh, very fast the consumption of energy. Uh, in increasing very fast the consumption of uh, resources, of mineral resources, etc., etc., and in keeping alive a society of, I would say, to a large extent, a society of pure entertainment, uh, while we could be creating a society of creativity, you know, and of of uh, of uh, expression and self fulfillment, you know, which could need, you know, I think you are aware that there are movements promoting slow tech or even low tech, you know, uh, which is about putting at the center of, of the, the equation the self-fulfillment of humans uh, in, in, in balance with nature rather than the technology for the technology. You know? I, I agree. So how do you think we could get there? Uh, first, by by asking better questions, I think this is a debate which is uh, I, I I see. I mean, I'm I'm in contact with uh, many people in the in the digital industry, and I'm I'm following what happens, of course, and also what happens in terms of artificial intelligence, etc. And and the debate is 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 changing, you know. Uh, um, in the in the very very recently, uh, um, the debate is becoming is beginning to be more open to 
questions, uh, some of them uncomfortable questions, you know. While it was two, maybe two years ago, it was only about the enthusiasm of uh, new tech, you know, and, and new achievements and the crazy things that we would be able to do with, uh, with digital tech. Now, I think uh, to a large extent this has been provoked by... Um, by the um, the scandals around Cambridge Analytica, Facebook, the manipulation of social networks for uh, political or whatever purposes, etc. These kind of uh, situations. Uh, now I think people are starting to ask uh, questions: Are we using the technologies in the best way we could? Uh, are they designed for uh, sound? socially and environmentally sound purposes or not and and in particular now it's even coming to the debate this question on what about digital tech and the environment and the environmental issues um, i think we are at the beginning of this path of asking better questions and my perspective for that is that it's not only about having a debate i mean having debates is nice but uh, being practical is to try to integrate, I mean, take the SDGs and the requirements of the SDGs, but I, I, I synthesize that in this formula of high well-being at low footprint. Let's put that as the design for uh, as the, as the critical uh, criterion for the next for the design of the next generation of technology, uh, I, I, and and uh, so I, I don't have the, the the solutions of what could come out from that, but I'm sure we would get fantastic results, but quite different from what we have. Yes, I, I would hope so. So the question is a one of consciousness. How do you get people's awareness to? have these conversations at the design point, you know, from the, well, cradle to cradle <laughs> or cradle to grave. How do we get there, obviously? Well, uh, that's a very good point. And uh, I think the most urgent task is simply uh, to, to establish a dialogue. Uh, you know, there is a big paradox in this because... Uh, the start of the digital revolution uh, and and the emergence of the concept of sustainable development happened more or less at the same time. You know, so if if you take as a, as a, I mean this is arbitrary in a way, but I take the start of the digital revolution um, with the the birth of the of the PCs, you know, of the personal computers. Uh, that's when really these started to become something massive you know and uh, that's that's in the 80s mid 80s early first pcs you know first personal computers that was in the early 80s uh, the concept of system development was uh, framed in in 87 1987 you know so they have been these these realities have been living in parallel or I would say even in more perpendicular ways until now, and and that's something you get from the from the people on both sides. You know, uh, they have not been aware of each other. 
I mean, people, I think, in the sustainability community have been expecting uh, digital technologies to contribute positively to sustainable development, but they have not been talking to each other, uh, or not much, or very little, I would say. So you are right. Uh, the first step is uh, let's raise the awareness in the digital industry of uh, the not so good consequences of the technologies first. So maybe the first is to show them, well, look what has happened. But as I said, uh, this is already uh, happening, um, re more related to the, to the negative effects of uh, social media, but that's a starting point, as good as, as any other. Uh, so there is a reflection, a new reflection going on, and then feed into that reflection our needs in terms of uh, system, our needs, I mean the world's needs in terms of sustainable development. And then I think you will get, and I'm, I'm seeing hap that happening, but we have to accelerate that. And I think we have to do a lot to accelerate this dynamic of dialogue between the digital industry and the, and the sustainability community to, to, to exchange and, and to first as, oh, these are the bad consequences of technology, but especially about what else do we do, we, what else could we do with technology? Because it's, this is not about blaming, you know, this is not about how bad is technology. Yeah, well, you've talked about the negative consequences of technology. I am personally, and you know that, I'm a big a promoter of the positive aspects, which, of course, uh, technology has always positively influenced human life, and uh, that in no way uh, stays in com you know the comparison to the negative downside. The negative is just because the media makes them into something uh, that is negative. But uh, how do you put that in uh, in correlation with each other? Um, I think I mean, I think I mean a, a reflection which is a bit bit abstract but relevant, I think, is that um, processes are made of, of, uh, of time, of resources, and of information, you know. I mean, all natural and social processes are made of these three ingredients. And when I say resources, mm, I mean, it's material resources, and overall, it's especially energy, and you can take that energy as a proxy for, for the rest. So it's made, all processes are made of time, of energy, and information. If we talk in particular of information technologies, because this is what we are talking about, digital tech, it's information and communication technologies, there is a potential to change the composition of the processes, and so you have a certain freedom to to move to to exchange you know use less time more energy uh, more more if you use more information you have the possibility to to change the composition and use less time and more energy or the opposite uh, what we are doing today we are not we are not thinking when we redesign processes through the use of digital technology for instance, in, in what is called digital transformation of companies, etc., we are not doing that, mm, taking as a requirement uh, using less resources. 
we typically use them with the requirement of using less time, and, and that means in particular less human work, you know. And uh, and we could do the uh, the opposite. Uh, we could say, well, our uh, the problem of humanity is not that we have uh, an excess of humans, definitely not, is that we are consuming an excess of energy and other materials. And potentially we can use information to change that. Uh, let's do it in that way. Uh, not addressing an excess of humans, but uh, an address uh, to address an excess of consumption of energy and, and materials. Okay. And uh, what would it require? Let's say, you know, we're talking here to... Uh investors, entrepreneurs, that kind of, you know, impact investors, people who really want to make those changes, how would you suggest we go about making these changes as an investor, as an entrepreneur, as a startup? Well, but uh, I mean, this is, uh, I mean, all this conversation, Mariela, is more a dialogue than anything else, because I, I definitely want to have your opinion. Uh, regarding these, these, uh, the concept of impact investment, uh, uh, I wonder if, if um, I think it requires uh, from I put myself I put myself easily in the role of a, of an entrepreneur or or an investor because that's also what I am and. It requires uh, mental reframing on my side to consider that I will do this uh, because this is what humanity needs, you know, uh, not exactly comparing this as a um, as another opportunity for investment as usual, you know, and not uh, comparing just the characteristics of the uh, the financial characteristics of these investment versus, uh, for instance, investing in fossil fuels. You know? And uh, if enough of us do that, we will see that on top of everything else, uh, it may be better, even financially better to do that. But you need to have this first step, I would say, this first step of awareness of of awareness of where the humanity is standing now and that either we do uh, what you call impact investment or we are going to have very hard time so it's an absolute necessity you know it's not a it's not a good investment i mean what i'm saying is that uh, the, the logic is different from uh, deciding if i invest in a or B in business as usual investment, it's, this is an absolute necessity for humanity. And if enough of us, and if society realizes that enough, uh, it, it, will, it will become good for everybody, including the investors. And I don't know, I would love to have, I would like to have your opinion about uh, uh, how well the investment community is prepared to do this this mind shift because this is a mind shift you know what do what do you think 
Well, um, <laughs> that's that's the conversation that you know we're having. For one, I personally believe that humanity is collectively not prepared mm -hmm. to understand, let alone address, what exponential tech is actually bringing to us. So we are linear thinkers. Our regulations are linear and as such are as slow to change. And exponential tech grows exponentially and we are being hit by technologies that are way over our head that we're not able to understand. Mm -hmm. And they will affect us before we will get involved. So in other words, um, sounds maybe, how should I say, uh, uh, <laughs> depressing. But uh, those of us who've tried to change a behavior, you know, like eating less, doing more sports, um, you know, something that we, you know, smoking less, and know how difficult that is, you know, to change your own habits, you know, and you know, here we're talking about humanity and global impact and so on. I personally believe and, and truly hope that the technology and those of us who have that understanding, the mind shift that, uh, that comes from a world-centric view, will be able to change the impact in time. Uh, before mm -hmm. we alienate each, uh, each other, because I do not believe that we will become wise and act preventively before it's too late. So um, it might sound depressing, but this is my, my, my conviction. So I do hope that uh, those of us who, and, and you were asking about the percentage of uh, investors, entrepreneurs, uh, people who have already shifted at that um, later stages of um, consciousness, that we will reach a tipping point uh, of, uh, let's say, 10%. Currently, we're close to that um, before we, you know, alienate ourselves, you know, through um, AIs that take control over human humans, which is, you know, closer to realization that we um, realize. So the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing and have this investment turn around and this podcast and have ex experts like you uh, on, on stage is uh, because I do believe that we can bring about that, um, how should I say, that transformation because um, we have arrived at this understanding that we need to include measurements for success that go beyond profitability and include UN SDGs, you mentioned them, uh, in the design process before we produce the product and, um, you know, create a circular kind of um, economy within, within the company. So I, um, I am, I'm not as pessimistic about the um, exponential technology and technology in general, because I look at the numbers and the numbers are in favor of technology, you know, like the global in income increase over 300% over the last 200 years since the industrial revolution, the lifespan increase 250%, the food cost decreased 13 times, the energy cost dropped 30 uh, times literacy decreased from 12 percent 100 years ago to 88 percent so it all speaks for the advancement and i hear of technology and the importance thereof um, i hear what you're saying that we are uh, at a point in time in uh, human history where uh, we do have exponential uh, growth in uh, climate change and that is destroying our civilization 
And we also do have um, exponential growth in um, artificial intelligence that has the potential to destroy uh, civilization if we don't take charge. So we need to get involved earlier than later. And uh, I believe that, you know, because uh, interior transformation that you asked for, uh, mindset shift, doesn't occur uh, early enough and fast enough. And I've looked at the numbers so 70% of us globally, of the people on this planet, and, you know, Harvard, these are Harvard numbers, you know, are at egocentric or ethnocentric levels of consciousness. And, uh, all, you know, we need a world-centric view in order to address these things. So I mm -hmm. don't think that that will shift early in time, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's why I believe that a combination between technology and mind shift will, uh, has the opportunity to address these things. Yeah, but um, so I basically agree with you. But uh, you, you need to have the combination of both. I mean, because that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because technology is not in, it's not, and, and many times, and many times, and also in 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 a mainstream uh, mainstream economic thinking, you know, technology is an external factor. You know, it's like you have an economic machine and. And society is an is an economic machine, and, and technology comes from from somewhere else. You know, uh, well, it, it's not it's not like that. It doesn't come. Technology doesn't come from Mars. It comes from from processes which are happening in society, and uh, on which we are able. Fortunately, uh, I mean, hopefully, <laughs> we are able to influence on how these processes work. To deliver uh, certain kind of technology or 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 another, um, I understand very well what you what you say about uh, technology going too fast, uh, too fast for us to 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 catch up and uh, and the and the risks that it brings. And I I agree. I mean. I agree in the following: uh, the, the fact that, uh, to a very large extent, uh, technology is being used today to accelerate trends which are not sustainable. So this is getting us faster to faster to nowhere or faster to to collapse. Um, so uh, we have to, in a way. Um, go um, upstream to the to the design processes of technology, and we have to do that with the people in in in, in technology and find out who has the um, the perspective. And uh, and I'm not I'm not too pessimistic about that. I mean, uh, who has the perspective? Who to whom can we bring enough perspective to? To produce a mind shift and start um, with some maybe small scale experiments, but it's already uh, happening. I mean, if yeah, you, yeah, if yeah, you, exactly. Yeah, it's happening. Exactly. Peter Diamandis, you know, he has the grand global challenges. They have the X Prize to address exactly these things. You know, to uh, do carbon sequestration from the atmosphere. Uh, Elon Musk is, uh, you know, is one of the leading figures in this field. I mean, he's raised. He's even said AI. He sees AI more dangerous than uh, nukes. So it's it's actually occurring. Um, yeah. Well, and. Uh we have to build on on, on yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, we we have to build on on this. So this awareness, uh, 
we, which we were mentioning before, um, in a way, maybe limited uh, for the moment, but in a way is already there. And the point is, how do we articulate uh, social processes in a way that uh, not only the, the people in technology gets aware of, uh, of of the dangers on one side, but of the potentialities or the positive potentialities on the other side, and also on how we make uh, life a little bit easier for in potential investors who who have made uh, who are. Or, or to provoke the mind shift also in potential investors, you know, uh, because we would need a lot of resources to be invested. I mean, uh, uh, take the take the example of this is not digital, but take the example of of renewables. Uh, that the investment in renewables have grown, uh, have certainly grown a lot, but uh, they have to grow much more, you know, uh, to if we want to get to reach decarbonization in the time scales we need, we'll need to be investing much more in renewables than we do now, uh, um, which will, of course would also mean invest much less in, in fossil fuels than we are uh, doing now. So um, this is a lot about how do we accelerate these processes of shift, mind shift, and then the mind shift produces the shift in behaviors, in, in behaviors including in patterns of investments. You know? Yeah, and that's actually happening. And you mentioned before uh, traditional economics and the definition thereof, which, of course, <laughs> drives us. You know, when you go to universities here, you're being taught, uh, you know, old economics. But there is new economics uh, being born. All kinds. I mean, you have, have in, in our report, uh, come on, we're talking about donuts economics and circular economics. And yep. uh, there is also full spectrum economics, which includes, uh, uh, you know, the integral model. Uh, based on integral theory, uh, mm -hmm. which includes the interior dimensions, which you um, you know uh, mentioned as uh, the as being key in shifting the the, the mind shift, the mind change. Mm -hmm. So it is it is actually occurring. One of the things that I think uh, you know it's also mm -hmm. needed is to provide platforms for us to see each other and unite because I think in order for a critical mass to become a critical mass we need to uh, stop being segregated and unite with each other and then we uh, are even more powerful is particularly in the light of the uh, rise of uh, populism these days which of course goes back uh, you know to uh, nationalism and national borders uh, whereby uh, disrespecting the fact and that we live in a world economy no matter what and we have a <laughs> global climate so. yeah but I, I would say um, uh, I, I mean I agree of course but uh, but I would say we have to be better in understanding what is happening and especially in in proposing something really new uh, I am among those that, who say that what we are talking about is a is actually a new civilization, no less than that, you know, and um, and and I mean the the, the 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 political issues that we are seeing these days. Uh, I would say if they have a common factor, it's uh, it's fear. They are based on on fear and uh, and uh, on fears. Let's say on uh, the fear 
by people about fear of in particular fear about the future and and this fear of course can be um, inoculated in a way or uh, to a certain extent but I don't believe much in manipulation and in, in simplistic manipulation I think uh, it works only if yeah you you give message to people based on fear but if people if people have a, a positive view about the future and their and, and their presence etc and uh, those message will not will not succeed will not grow will not uh, will not expand you know and where i am uh, disappointed is in the lack of understanding uh, by let's say the the, the, the main uh, mainstream establishment of our societies of what are the root causes of these political uh, these political issues you know uh, they are uh, typically addressing and complaining about the just the symptoms you know uh, while what we have to do is to propose to people uh, well, a new civilization with a different kind of future which could be helpful for them. So you, me, and others, people, and, and, and not a small number of people, I think it's a large number of people are already, already working on proposing uh, a, a different kind of, of future, but really different, not just the continuation of business as usual with some minor adjustments. And we have to take that bull by the horn because if we are talking about mind shift, this is a real transformation, a deep transformation, and not just uh, oh we were doing well but we had some problems that we will fix, you know. No, it's it's really a bifurcation I call it or the emergence of a new civilization, and that's what the the establishment of our societies is not unfortunately not doing. Maybe because it's not. It's not understanding the depth of the fears, uh, of the fears of the people. And if you don't do this exercise of proposing something new, then you have the situation where the, the negative message uh, prosper, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and, 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 you, and you blame uh, and you build the walls uh, between people and you blame uh, foreigners and and you etc 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 or other cultures or whatever and uh, and you try you you try to artificially protect yourself by building walls around around your house you know and uh, and of course this will this will be um, uh, mostly useless uh, and tragic uh, for the future of humanity. Yeah, so I, I couldn't agree more. So coming back to our audience, what, in your view, what are common mistakes that investors, entrepreneurs, and business people make these days? And, and how can we avoid them? Um, well, I, I think, I, think um, I mean, it's, I'm not sure I could call that a mistake because it's more a blind spot than a, than a, than a mistake, you know, um, which is not realizing that these uh, 
that this idea of sustainable development of reconciling human well-being with with the biosphere is uh, is the absolute priority over uh, almost anything else, and that it, we, if we don't do that, so it's like it's like the elephant in the room to say so. So, I mean, is that a mistake or is that a blind spot? Or well, in the end, the consequences it doesn't matter if it is one or the other because the consequences are very bad to ignore the elephant in the room and uh, and i think uh, a lot of people including investors and entrepreneurs are still in denial of that elephant in in the room um that's one you know and um is it denial or inability to well, grasp complexity the the full complexity that, that is at uh, yeah, very good point, Mariana. Because I was going to say something in, in that line. Yes, uh, because I'm, I, I mean, I think part of people are in denial. Okay, that's that's it. You know, uh, um, and I don't think we will need. Uh, we we don't need to wait until one hundred percent of people on Earth is uh, completely convinced of uh, the reality of climate change. You know, to solve it, we we, we have to move now. You know, so. Let's assume that it's some a leadership are, thing. It's a leadership, yeah. and leaders, uh, you know, do it. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't have yeah. this conversation if that wouldn't already occur. It's just the fact that we haven't reached the tipping point yet, where it becomes obvious, and everyone, yeah. you know, yeah. But and another point, um, and another point, I was going exactly to mention is that, I mean, the systemic nature of what we are talking about, because you know, it's it's about provoking a transformation in our civilization and everything is connected to everything i mean if you look at the if you look at the sdgs um i think i think um uh, more work is needed on on the systemic nature of the sdgs because it's not i mean since it is a list you know of uh, 17 goals it looks like as a, as a to-do list or, or as a shopping list, you know, as if they were independent from from one another, you know. And, and of course, they are not. And everything, every every single goal is connected to the other sixteen, you know. And and of course, this is not easy uh, for uh, for anybody, but in particular for investors. Uh, to know what to do, but that also means that, and you mentioned the the, the word uh, platform, that I think one of the, again, mistake or blind spots is not to be aware of this systemic nature of what we are talking about and not being enough connected. I mean, if I had to give an advice, or one of them would be uh, get connected, get connected to to the to the points in in the world uh, where change is happening, you know, and um, uh, and and because you will get you will get incredible inputs uh, from from the complexity, but also from the potentialities, because I don't take complexity as a as a bad thing. Exactly the contrary. I, I think complexity is a, is a blessing. Absolutely. Uh, um maybe this is this is not a very popular opinion but it's evolution uh, you can't help it <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you can you can help it 
and and life uh, life is the result of complexity. It's yes. exactly like that, you know. Homo so, sapiens is the result of complexity. Exactly. So yes, complexity yeah. is a blessing, you know. So it's time it's time to enjoy the ride. So. And I, I still hear many times people uh, saying, uh, "Oh, well, but this is too complex. Uh, do you have? Don't you have something simpler? You know?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, sorry, but everything is connected to everything, so that's it. And uh, the best way to, and probably we humans, we will never be able to grasp at least consciously, the whole complexity, you know. Uh, but at least it's about uh, let's go, let's go with the flow, let's enjoy the, let's enjoy the ride and let's start by uh, what I said before, by connecting, you know. Uh, Which uh, is so where IT comes in and exponential yeah. tech. I mean, it helps us connect and... Yeah. 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 We're using iPhones and computers to uh, embrace complexity and understand complexity and, yeah... And and uh, and it, in this case it increases. I mean, this conversation is uh, enabled by digital tech, and this increases complexity, but for good because uh, we will not go out of this dialogue the same as we entered. You know, just because we had this interaction between you and me, so this this dialogue is already cha already changing us. Uh, in this case, I don't think we will be radically different. Uh, from where, who we were before we entered into the conversation, uh, but it's an opportunity to have interactions and and, and modify our our views or, or maybe getting out of this more uh, uh, more aligned or more more united, you know, in our perspectives. So and in Contributes a way that, to understanding each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. and and. So the interactions uh, increase complexity, but for for good uh, for good reasons, uh, you know. So yes, you're right, and, and digital tech can have a, an important uh, role. In, have has not can have has an important role in in that, or have already an important role in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's already um, in the middle of our lives. So um, where. Can people go and learn more about your work? Do you have a, a Twitter feed, a website that you would like to give us? Um, I'm not very much, I must confess. Uh, uh, I don't know if, if it is shameful or not, uh, but I must confess that <laughs> no, I'm not. You're a free human being. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Mariana. Uh, so, um, of course, they can learn about, uh, I, I, I mean, I have been, I've been promoting research in complex systems uh, since very long, and in particular by creating, uh, it was um, 13 years ago now, creating the Inaxis uh, Foundation. So, so you, you can find a lot of what we do at the inaxis.org. Um, but now I'm, I'm realizing that it's more and more important to to bring these ideas to the people. So I'm, I'm in a simple I'm, way. <laughs> Remember, <laughs> <laughs> in a way, in a way they could grasp it. Yes. So, so I'm doing more efforts on 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 publishing, uh, and I will do more in the future. For the moment, it has been more uh, of a research-oriented uh, uh, 
publications, you know, and, and, and interventions in, in conferences and, 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 and workshops, etc. So I'm quite active in that. Uh, but I must recognize that um, I don't put much of that uh, in 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 social media. So sorry, sorry about that. Maybe no, I that's should. okay. That's okay. It was just an invitation. Um, you know, let us know when you when you have more. Well, this is just the beginning of a conversation. We'll have more of those. How do you want to be remembered, Carlos? Oh my God! What a difficult question. Well, we're talking about the meaning of life and an impact in the world, and you do have an impact. How do you want to be remembered? Uh, well, as somebody who tried to connect um, to connect different ideas and different people, I'm, um, I mean, I'm, I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm, I, I think sometimes my my formulations are original uh, but actually I think a, a very important part of what I do is actually having conversations and, and connecting uh, ideas from different contexts and in particular from this perspective uh, so if I can contribute a little bit to this mind shift we were talking about, which is very much an, a shift in the in the in the in the way we understand things, the uh, uh, paradigm shift in in knowledge, you know, from from linear thinking to complexity thinking and and to life at large. If I can contribute a little bit to that, I would be happy. But I, but basically, my way of contributing is by having conversations with many people in different contexts, and that's what makes me happy. And I would like to be remembered on that. And in particular, and I would say this is important to me. A uh, lot of those conversations are with women, as you, as you know, I am a believer uh, in the in the role of women in making this mind shift happen. Uh, or I will say this in a different way. Uh, um, either, either the woman, you do it, or we will, not, uh, we will not succeed in the mind shift. That's my perspective also. Yeah, I, the way I usually like to put it is not as much the separation between men and women, but... <clears throat> between the feminine and the masculine energy, which we both have, both sexes have. So I think if we bring more of the feminine energy into the world, in both of both sexes, yeah, then, yeah. you know, transformation will occur because it's about really building relations, about understanding each other, holding hands and supporting each other rather than and, go hunting, which is, you know, the, the yeah. way of the man, the, the yeah. masculine energy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 uh, I think you are you are closer for uh, I think for rather obvious reasons you are I mean uh, and 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 st uh, making general statements is of course uh, bad in any occasion but but overall you are closer to the mysteries of life and we have reached a point in the development of our civilization where we have to reconnect with the mysteries of life. So you know, we have been, to a certain extent, what we have been doing in the last three centuries is to ignore a big part of them. 
And uh, I mean, which has been good for many proposals and practical and successful for many proposals. But we have come to a point where we have to reconnect with the mysteries of life and including the fact that everything is connected to everything. And you have, you women as a whole, you have, I think, an advantage in that and, and that would make the, the, the shift much easier, which is that you are more connected to the mysteries of life, I think, than men overall. Well, I take that as a compliment, and I don't know, I'm, I'm not sure that that is so. Um, um, but on this note of reconnecting with the history, mysteries of life, uh, I would like to thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and a great privilege to have you. You're a wonderful human being, and I consider myself very uh, blessed to know you. Um, oh, for so uh, many years now. Thank you so yeah. much, Carlos. <laughs> but uh, may I say the same to you? So many. I mean, exactly what you said. I would. I would say the the, the same. I'm very happy. I've uh, been very happy to have this conversation and and to know you. And we will continue working together to 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 improve to improve the world. Thank you so much. Bye bye, Carlos. Bye-bye. Have a great weekend. Bye. Same. Bye. For more on Dr. Bosazan and the Investment Turnaround, visit investment-turnaround.com. For more on Mr. Pereira, visit the link in the description of this episode.